Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am Brian Taylor Marshall, your host, with a special episode extraordinaire co-host special guest featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. Peter, how's it going? Hey, man. Did you guys get that? Featuring Dante from Devil May Cry? No. You didn't get that joke? Okay. Someone will. I don't Someone will. <laughs> uh, and then there's Cammy. Hey, Cammy. You are here too. Why, why are you here? I, I'm also a co-host. Oh. Welcome. You say so. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this is another episode, another special episode um, featuring Peter. Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey. Hey, Kimmy. Hey. So we're talking, we, we talked about love and doing it and pricking um, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, now we're talking about something else. That's not Cupid and Psyche. We are we are moving beyond the Western tradition of yes. mythology. This is a new pantheon, a new quarter of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> new, yeah. Um, and that's so we we're gonna botch the word uh, a good bit. We watched a great <laughs> YouTube video um, on how to pronounce it. But Maori Maori Maori, yes. Maori. Maori. Yeah, I'm forgetting though. Uh, mythology. Um, so I know Cammy's got a little story about Maui uh, from the movie, as you may know, Moana. He was featured in that, doing the Rock Johnson. Um, but you're Go. not talking about Moana. No, not <laughs> this at all. Is, because this predates that by many years. It does, yeah. Um, and Peter, you've, you've got, you're going to kind of introduce us into the Pantheon a little bit, right? Because yes. this is pretty. I didn't know anything, pretty much. Other than what Kinley and I learned during watching Moana yes. on Blu-ray, um, but it's it goes it's it's quite deep. It's it's pretty similar to Greek Norse mythology as far as how deep it goes, and it's pretty timeless, yes. just like those. So um, I think you're going to hit start us off, right? Give yes, us a little intro. Yes. So uh, let me tell you how I kind of came at this. So uh, growing up, I had a children's book called uh, "Tahura Hura in the Whale." And I loved it. It was one of my favorite books, beautiful illustrations, wonderful story. But I didn't know that it was about uh, Polynesia. Mm. You know, I I wasn't even familiar with with the island chain of Polynesia. So so, uh, will you let us know where where we are on the globe? Yes. So we are in the... We say Polynesia, yeah. We're we're in the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. We are uh, south of Asia. um, And... So the sources that I'm, I'm drawing from, I'm using some sources from the National Library of New Zealand. So, um, but these stories are, are retold and retold throughout New Zealand, Samoa, uh, Papua New Guinea, this, you know, this whole uh, Pacific Island chain. So you're going to see these, these stories again and again. Um, but uh, so the story to her, her and the whale really captured my imagination as a child. And then as an adult... I saw the movie Whale Rider, which is stunning. You should absolutely mm. see it, um, which kind of does a modern retelling of Pikea and the Whale story. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But Pikea and the Whale will make more sense if I actually uh, kind of give you some background on the kind of Maori uh, pantheon of gods. So our story begins with Rangi and Papa. These are the primordial parents of Maori mythology. Um, Quick thing. Primordial. I had to look this up because I saw this. Mm-hmm. It means like before creation, before 
tangibility before I didn't know that. I, I like knew it in my brain a little bit, but I had to look that up. So I mean, just the word itself has a kind of a primordial. Gel- gelatinous <laughs> kind of well, sounds almost it. like is it from the mother or something like that? Like yeah, or maybe or first pr- primitive. Or, prim- yeah, yeah it, I, but I don't it, know. I sound, that's what it sounds like to me. Right, yeah. and it's Primal. and it's weird because you think with primordial, where is the turtle? No, that's a different podcast episode. I'm sorry. That was the Zorro podcast. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Please. Thanks, thanks for derailing my story. <laughs> sorry. So, so Rangi and Papa are the primordial parents. They are locked in a loving embrace. And these are massive beings. They, they take up all of existence. Uh, and they are very loving. They have many children. And all these children are male. And these fierce male children must live in the spaces between their parents' bodies. And as a parent uh, who once upon a time had small children, small children do not want their parents to be together (laughs) for any amount of time whatsoever. So these children begin to plot on how to separate their parents. Um, The strongest and most fierce child, uh, Tuma Tuwenga, decides that the only course of action is to kill the parents. But uh, the other sons uh, advise a more conservative approach. Uh, Tane, for example, wants to use his massive leg muscles to push the parents apart, and the other brothers agree to this. So they, using all their 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 might, they separate their parents, sending Rangi into the sky. Get divorced. Get, get divorced, <laughs> but pay my trust fund, Dad. Right, yeah. So Rangi uh, goes into the sky. Uh, and, and Papa remains below to nurture the sons. And Rangi's uh, uh, depression at being separated from his mate, uh, his his tears fall as rain to the to the to the to the, to the world. Um, now uh, there there are lo- lots of these sons become uh, significant deities in the. Uh, Maori pantheon, but we're going to focus on two. Yeah, they all sort of just explain everything. Yes, yeah. like some of them become gods of the hunt. Some of them food. become gods of uh, yes, f- different food sources. Um, we're going to focus on Tane, who is the becomes the god of the forest, and Tangarua becomes the god of the sea. Um, so, some of the brothers did not agree with this separation. Uh, one of them became the god of storms, and he's attacking his brothers, um, and some of Tangarua's children uh, flee the sea and take refuge in Tane's forests. And this explains basically where where humans come from. Um, Mm. So uh, there's this tension between the sea and the land. Uh, And to to this day, uh, uh, indigenous people will make offerings to Tangarua when they are going out to sea because they're essentially going into... Um, what is essentially en- uh, enemy territory, and that kind of takes us to our our my story of of Pikea and the whales. Not I didn't write the story. This is the story. <laughs> Can I just say um, that reminds me of the saying "civilization ends at the waterline." Hmm. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that in. I just uh, I, I haven't heard that. that. Saying. I mean, the, yeah, the... I don't remember anything about it, but I just remember civilization ends at the waterline. The ocean is a, is a dangerous mistress, <laughs> to be sure. Uh, so now I'm going to uh, segue into uh, the tale of Pikea and the whale. This is a, 
a tale that's told uh, uh, over again and again throughout the the island change and island chains of Polynesia. Uh, our story begins on the island of Hawaii Key. This is a kind of a mythical island uh, where all of um, Polynesian people are are um, supposedly uh, descended from. Uh, on this island lives a great chief, uh, Unuku, who had 71 sons. Uh, very, mm. very uh, virile man. He knew uh, Cupid. <laughs> well, yes. Well acquainted with Cupid's, Cupid's arrow and its pricks. <laughs> uh, but one of his wives was a slave. So the son of that wife, one Raltapu, was not favored by by the chief. Um We'll just file that away for later. Uh, so the chief des- uh, decides that he's going to build a great canoe, and they, they dig out this huge canoe. Uh, they paint it red and decorate it with, with flags and, and feathers. Um, and he brings all his sons down to the canoe to take it on its maiden voyage. But before they go, he decides to comb and oil all of their hair. So you can imagine... <laughs> Uh, braiding and oiling seventy sons' hairs takes some time, yeah. but but one son is neglected, and it is Ratupu, and of course uh, he's very hurt by this, and he decides to take revenge. So in the night he steals away from his village, and drills a hole in the canoe and fills it with sawdust. Damn Ratupu! So the next day, <laughs> when when all the sons leave on the, this massive canoe's maiden voyage. Um, they go out to sea, and Rautapu uh, is paddling away, and he keeps his foot above the hole with the sawdust. And when the time is right, when they're deep out to sea, he moves his foot, and this, the canoe begins to sink. Where's the bailer, they all say. Rautapu has hidden the the baler and the canoe begins to sink and, and ultimately all the sons drown except for one Pikea Pikea little bit uh, unbeknownst to us is a, is a descendant of Tangarua the god of the sea so when it comes down to like who will who will go for help uh, Pikea volunteers he will swim back to shore mm. and get help uh, what kind of help? Yeah. <laughs> Make another canoe for 71. <laughs> save save Raltupu. Yeah. <laughs> so Pikea goes off on this rescue mission, and Raltupu uh, is also an evil magician, and he conjures waves to uh, drown Pikea as he goes for help. But the waves just bounce harmlessly off, off, the, off the island, and uh, Ralph, uh, sorry, and uh, Pikea appeals to his his his, uh, his grandfather, uh, the sea god Tangarua, and he sends a whale to bring Pikea safely to shore. And uh, the whale is still there; became an island that you can visit to this day. Oh, wow. oh that's cool. That goes into some kraken stuff. The the island sure. sea creature, mm-hmm. the, the sea turtle. That's really cool. And if you go to villages throughout Polynesia, you'll see these carvings of, of, a, of a man riding a whale, and that is, that's Pikea. That's the, that's the, that's oh, the wow. Yeah. So Tangaroa, he is the daddy of someone else. Yes. Is he? Tell me more. Uh, is Who? that Maui? 
Yes, according to my okay. sources, that's correct. Awesome. <laughs> I, I actually did look up that saying while he was while Peter was um, telling his story. What can I say except you're welcome? Is that the saying? No, the... That's a joke. That civilization ends at the waterline. Oh, apparently okay. it was Hunter S. Thompson that said it. Generation of Swine. Oh. The, the book or... Thanks, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. Let us know what you think of the podcast. <laughs> From the grave. Rate, rate us. Uh, rate. <laughs> rate, review, subscribe. Victoria University of Wellington, uh, Ma- Maori Religion and Mythology Part 2, Maui Myths was my cool. source there. So I want to throw that out there in the beginning. So, in the beginning of man's days, the sun moved so rapidly across the sky that the days and nights were very short. People couldn't do their task in the amount of time a day provided. And though they labored as hard as they could, they were not given sufficient rest either. They would wake up and try to shrug off sleep and then hurry to do their task. The people were just sick of it. They begged Maui to find a solution to their woes. He thought very hard on what he could do to help his people, and he decided to get started making ropes that were strong enough to hold the sun. When the ropes were constructed, he went with his brothers to the entrance of the underworld, for this was the place where the sun would emerge for his race across the sky. And they waited patiently and found the sun, the sun rose out of its hiding spot, or finally the sun rose out of its hiding spot, and Maui and his brothers used their ropes to grab it and to lasso the rays as well. The son, whose name was Ra, protested yeah. being mm. shackled. So Maui broke his wings to ensure Ra could not move as quickly. Then he wrapped his rope around the moon as well. So when Ra retired and left the people with night, the moon would give the light to humanity. Damn. Yeah. That's huh. really cool. They mentioned that myth in the Melon movie, too. Did they really? Yeah. Yeah. The, whole, the whole You're Welcome song from Moana. Yeah. It's all based on actual His exploits. like like yeah. all that stuff. Like, yeah, I, I pulled this, I pulled the islands up from the sea. I right. did all that. Yeah, again and again, you'll hear all these 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 Maui adventures. He and he's he's fine. So I, I did some, a little a, a brief dig. I mean this, this is all so new. Like, you know, this is a whole new world. Um, uh, thank you, and. It's so we've talked about the the wildness of Hercules and and Maui is just as wild, if not a little bit wilder, just because of um, the, how reliant on boating it is. But from Hawaii to Papua New Guinea to to like landfall Southeast Asia, like Maui is in many many cultures mythologies. And I, I don't want to know if I, religion is the right word, but he's he's included. And and we've talked about uh, Maori culture here, which is uh, from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But this goes, like I said, I mean Hawaii obviously isn't New Zealand, um, but he's just as important to mm-hmm. Hawaiians. Um, and it it makes sense. And I I I, I talked to. It reminds me about, um, I, I'm reading the Saxon series about Norse and Viking and Danish exploits and how the Norse ended up, I mean, you know, Normandy is, is named Norman, Northman. Um, it makes me think of that. It makes me think of like these people hundreds of years prior were stuck in this one place. And then thanks to the being awesome boaters, they just go and wreck it and they move on. And it, and that's exactly kind of what happened here. And like Hercules, 
Maui is just everywhere. Um, Samoan, Papua New Guinea. Uh, it, it's really insane how he is. Um, and he's, he's really funny too because he's not Thor. Thor is uh, like like Jesus on Coke. Like he just, <laughs> like Thor can do everything and you you want Thor to always love you. And it, it, Maui, he's, he's uh, I, I, so I read on, I, of course, Wikipedia, but Myth Encyclopedia um, as well talked about Maui's, uh, he's a trickster god. And, he, and in the movie, they kind of played that up too. He's not benevolent in mm-hmm. a way, or he kind of plays it up. He's, he's, he's a demigod for a, a reason, and he, he's got a huge hubris. And um, he's also up, like not described. Uh, he's, he's very buff in the film, mm-hmm. like big, but he's, not, he's, he's seen as being smaller in some of the things that I read. So he's not like, he, he does have magical powers, um, but he's not, He's not Hercules. I don't know. Sure. It's it's weird. He, it's a different sort of thing. He's a very he's a flawed hero. Yeah, right. He's, he's, he's a, and that's a, he he died. Uh, I mean he mm-hmm. he like he he died. He trying to like get to immortality. Um, so I guess like the one thing he really wanted to do, like I I guess that Killed would him? be it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when you've got your dad, the god of the sea. God, how freaking annoying would that be? <laughs> like you're on an island and your dad's just right just there everywhere. always yeah. literally All yeah around you. I see you're uh, taking a trip uh, <laughs> right <laughs> taking the car out for a drive nice oar swing like <laughs> shut up dad like um so yeah it's it's really cool uh I didn't look at many specifics beyond that but uh some of the like the sun myth is really prominent in several cultures um it's wild. I mean, if, if I may, yeah. the, the, the creation myth itself is so... Like, if you know Greek mythology, and you know, the, the creation myth is so much like the, the Kronos and the Titans myth, right. you know? Like, right. like there's there's Gaia and, and, and um, this, this, is, this restlessness with the, with the order and this, like, you know, wanting to slaughter your parents to make a better world. Right. Like, it, it, it's such a, a persistent myth throughout cultures all yeah. over the world it reminded me uh, I, I, I did not look it up but you talking about it now reminded me of like uh, my looks into Japanese mythology um, with Shintoism mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm gonna butcher it but it's, it's been so long since I looked at it but um, one of the gods like dipped a sword into the ocean and pulled it out and the drops that kind of fell out were the islands of Japan and, mm-hmm. and other continents I guess um, it, it reminds me of things like that. Yeah, it's the the primordialness from the nothing came the everything. Mm-hmm. But it's and it's just so much more rooted though. Uh, I mean, like we've got we've got Cupid and Psyche, and I, I just don't think it, it's weird. Like that myth has so much. I guess that's we we talked in our Cupid and Psyche episode. We talked about how it's like a fairy tale. It, it has those elements and it's it's yeah it, I'm sure someone out there some scholar can ex- explain exactly why that is um, but there's there there I, I get that that wonder that and that mythness from this more than anything hmm. rather than like uh, uh, the fairy tale vibes um, from what Ma- Ma- like uh, Maui's doing um, well it's, it's it's raw it's brutal there's no there's no happy ending here I mean like I, I didn't go too far into the the 
pantheon, but there's there's a whole war that goes on where, mm. where brothers are eating brothers, and it's 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 brutal. It's about right. you know, uh, like carving out um, survival in these you know in these early days right. of, of civilization. To your point, when you were talking about destroying the world or destroying the order to make a new world, yeah, there were two ways to to really do that or the two ways to make a new world and, and one is to if you're I mean these people you know they were seafarers so they went to these other islands I'm sure there were inhabitants there at some point hmm. yeah. so you can either destroy what's there mm-hmm. and make your own world or you can have them assimil- assimilate into sure. your culture yeah, it's like a, the Romans did right and that, that's yeah that's a really good point yeah Mar- Maori God, I'll get it one day um <laughs> There are, uh, I think historians and scholars believe, anthropology, apologists believe that... Um, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah. That uh, a lot of those, the, the people that inhabit the Polynesian Islands and Oceanic Islands came from uh, South and Southeast Asia. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of migration um, there. And, and that's, that's another cool reason why the, the culture is, is so... The, the themes are still prevalent in these cultures. I don't know a lot about... Like, I know Egypt and Greek, uh, in Greece talked a lot. You know, like, I sure. I can understand the connections that because are being made there. they were there. all trading right They're all there. there. They're all yeah. trading. Like, how interconnected were these guys? What were they doing? Hmm. Um, well, man, damn our Western civilization-centered hubris. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, how old are these stories? I mean, like, yeah. if, if you go, if you trace it back to like Cradle of Civilization, you know, where where early man really, you know, the, the what, Tigris and Euphrates, uh, do these stories go back that far? Yeah. Do they do sure. they do they extend out into Europe and Asia? Like, do, do they all start there and yeah. change as they go and changes? You know, it's, okay. it's, it's fascinating. Is there anything new? Can I tell you something? Can I say something funny yeah. that I, I I I wish I could source it, but I, I, it's not a huge deal. There's this theory that um, during the Pangaea time mm. that the indigenous peoples of um, Britain and Ireland, so like I see like the Welsh, the Bretons, and things sure. like that, actually came from like the Iberian Plateau. Like just the way that formations, mm-hmm. and so I just makes me laugh because it's like a, a thing for old British dudes to just go retire in like Portugal. Yeah, it <laughs> like, is. And it's, but it's like ah, oh, it's calling me home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this four millennia, I just need to go back to where I right. belong. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So my, I what I found most like fascinating about this is well, we barely scratched the surface. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah, and this this is outside of our area of expertise. Like a I'm, thousand I'm percent an English yeah. major, you know. Like this yeah. is like a whole new culture for me, and I'm, 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 I apologize yeah. if I'm massacring, but I'm, it's super <laughs> it's super interesting. Yeah, and, and it ties in with everything else. Like right. you know, at the end of the day, like I, I think that's you know when you look at world mythology, there are so many similarities that like we're. It's, it's 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 humanity. It's not about the there the regional differences, but the stories are. Are uh, are elemental. Mytheme, that's the word, right? Mytheme, mm-hmm. that's what. Not myth, yeah, not yeah. myth meme. That's no, the Zorro. <laughs> what, that was from that episode. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, mytheme is the idea of it's it's like a, a concept that's prevalent 
it's just like a core concept mm-hmm. in it, that it's being the a person. Root, that there's got to be a root. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like an instinct almost. It's insane. So, um, yeah, we could, we will easily be able to revisit this stuff. Um, I when I hear these myths, I, I think of the Norse stuff where you can tell it's a deep winter and you guys just bullshitting around the fire <laughs> and you're talking about that time that Loki had sex with something um, <laughs> and ruined everything. And I, and that's what I feel like these do. That's, you know, like there's no deep winter, but you're bored and you're, you're the, the, the day's gone. You've got to just have fun. And so you're like, you remember that one time? You that Maui? Time. Yeah. yeah. I had a really bad fishing experience. Today. Yeah. It's a lot like this Maui story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, even Maui being slender and you said he wasn't like this big muscular That's, dude. yeah. That's so, so, yeah. That, I mean, it, trickster gods in general mm. fit right. that. Right, they're, yeah. they're, High because, dexterity, low strength and vitality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Yes>. Very charismatic. <laughs> On our D&D podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even the, the name Ra, for, and I don't know if that's how they pronounced it. What's the spelling? Um, R-A. Hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, just the idea that that... Right. The Egyptian sun god is Ra, and yeah. here we are with Ra in this place that's basically halfway around the world. Right. Yeah. So, it's I don't awesome. know. It's just yeah. It's it's so strange. Like just just the the similarities are just I don't know. Kind yeah. Myth myth memes. <laughs> it makes you think if there's just something in our consciousness or in yeah even just in ba- the basic struggle that started humanity mm-hmm. and in our civilization of ourselves well you know think about it you're uh, i don't know if you're a neanderthal i don't know what the crap would be but you're walking outside your cave and you look up and you go see the sun and you go rah <laughs> we gotta make a meme it was such a bad joke i couldn't finish it <laughs> a myth meme <laughs> The takeaway, folks, is that we're all one big global family, and we should all love each other. Oh, I'll fix that. Don't worry. <laughs> no, that's good stuff. That was really funny. Yeah, so the joke was, you could go outside, yeah, and you look at the sun, and it hurts yeah, your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then so it's obviously, that's raw. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, get, I pictured it in my head. <laughs> the point I was getting at was... Did, were our strugglers, struggles so similar when we were creating civilization that the, these memes just make sense to us? Like, yeah. you know, we have to figure out a way to get food, to get shelter, mm-hmm. to procreate, to protect our children once we've procreated. Right. You know, all these things are universal. Um, there was a car alarm in our <laughs> We're coming up against a five-minute warning, guys. Yeah. We're going to wrap this up. <laughs> But anyway, so, yeah, well, great job, Peter. Thank yeah. Thank you again for coming. Absolutely, yeah. This is the, the second episode of the Petersodes, the Chronicles of Mystery Love Triangle. <laughs> Might be the last. <laughs> right, now. But um, let us know what you think. If you have any ideas, mystery with an IE at gmail.com, or uh, you can hit Cammy or I. Yeah, that's what I that's hey, What do you guys want to hear about? Yeah. Yeah, please. Um, we can definitely. We've we've got a lot planned, but let us know if you've got any good ideas, and we'll we'll definitely hit it up. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. oh.